Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of the As Per Request podcast. My name is Abby, and I will be your host. Just want to start the episode off by saying thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you also so much for sending in more questions. I greatly appreciate it. I definitely love thinking about what you guys are thinking about and trying to see like how I would try to answer the question to the best of my ability. Um, It's also forced me to do quite a bit of research because some of these questions are revolved around topics that I'm unfamiliar with and that's okay. You know, life is all about growing and learning and this is one way for me to do it. So another thought I had was if you guys can't think of a question, because I've had a few people tell me that, you know, it's a little too broad. They can't think of just like any question. That's fine. If you can't think of a question, but maybe you can think of a theme or a topic, you can also send that my way. Um, I'm really passionate about mental health and taking care of yourself. So some interesting topics would be like work-life balance or, you know, hustle culture versus burnout, um, stuff like that. So if you are interested in hearing about a specific topic, you know, please send that to my DMs at As Per Request Podcast, or you're welcome to send it to the Gmail as well at As Per Request Podcast at gmail.com. There is also a new feature on Anchor, which is the app I use to record this, um, that allows users to send questions directly through the app. You're welcome to send it in writing or a voice memo, which would be great. I would love to hear your voice. So I will go ahead and attach all of those links down in the podcast description. And I look forward to hearing what you guys are interested in hearing about. A little summary as to what type of questions I will be answering during this episode. I have one about having an affair with a neighbor and then another one about the QAnon political theory and lastly one about the assassination of JFK. So stay tuned to hear all of my answers (laughs) as good as I can make them to these three very interesting questions and another thank you to those that sent them in. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with this first question here. It reads as follows. How do I start an affair with my recently divorced neighbor who is my senior by 30 years? Okay, very interesting question, little heavy. Um, So my question to the question, right, I'm supposed to be giving answers, but I do have a question about this question, is why would it be considered an affair if this person is recently divorced. I mean, unless you yourself are in a relationship, I guess that would apply. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Besides the terminology, you know, I'm not going to fight over semantics here, but let's get into it. So how would I start a relationship with someone who is not only my neighbor, but who's also 30 years older than me? You know, they say age is just a number, which is true. But, you know, I feel like the younger you are, the bigger of an impact that age gap really makes. You know, like, for example, when you were in, let's say, high school, like people would always talk about the freshman dating the senior or, you know, stuff like that. Like just a simple four years is what we're talking there. But people made a big deal about it. So 30 years can be that can be a big gap. I mean, we're talking that this person could could fall into the same category as your parents. Um, If not, maybe a little bit older than they are. Who knows? I don't know when your parents would have had you and what the age difference is there. Um, But 
I will just say that if this person is recently divorced, they are going to be going through a lot. You'll see kind of divorced people going through, I would say you could almost divide it into two different emotions or two different ways of like going about your life after a divorce. You'll have some people that are going to sit there and they're going to reminisce and they're going to lament over everything and they are just not in a good spot to be looking for another type of relationship, whether it's a committed one or if it's a just type of like friends with benefits, you know, non-committal. I would assume that the person that just went through a divorce is not looking for anything. I mean, they've got a lot to focus on and that could be potentially moving out or maybe their partner is moving out and maybe there's, there's kids. I mean, especially if this person is 30 years older than you, um, you know, kids are potentially involved and that creates another roadblock there for sure. But then you'll also meet the people that are recently divorced and they are like, finally, I'm divorced. This is a breath of fresh air. I can do whatever I want. It's like the weight is lifted off their shoulders. They can finally live their lives how they've wanted to. So I don't know which boat your neighbor is in right now. And that's not to say that maybe they're in the first spot. They could very easily go into the latter or vice versa. You know, this is not a linear thing. Divorce is not a linear thing. Emotions are not a linear thing. This is uh, this is life and things can change. So hypothetically speaking, let's say that your neighbor is in the spot of Hip hop hooray, I'm finally divorced. I'm ready to live my life. Perfect. Sounds like there is a spot waiting for you. And I would say jump and go for it. As to how I would go for it, I mean, that's a little bit harder, right? I mean, the age gap right there obviously is going to make it a little bit harder. And you probably won't have as much in common with this person. I mean, there's just that generational gap of things that you went through, how you were raised likes and dislikes. Um, So that's going to create a barrier, but that's not to say that you shouldn't do it or that you couldn't do it. If this is something you want to go for, try it. I mean, even if it ends up not being what you thought it would be, maybe you guys can still end up amicably. Maybe you can have some fun. Maybe it'll help take their mind off of the things they're going through and probably do the same for you. So One thought I had in terms of trying to get their attention would be as if one of those partners is moving out, you can offer a helping hand, you know, be that friendly neighbor that's like, hey, you know, let me come over and help you move or let me help your significant other move, you know, just slide in there, just try to be real nice and help them out. You know, you don't need to rush anything, but if things go well, then there you have it. If your neighbor, however, you can tell that they're just not in the headspace to have anything, I wouldn't push it just because you're probably going to end up hurting them and probably hurting yourself too. So it's just, it's a very, it's something you need to be really gentle and really cautious about. Try your best to like read the room, you know, there's, There's no saying that going over there and helping someone move has to lead into anything else, right? You can really just go over there and try to be that helpful neighbor or, you know, ask if they need anything or if they have pets, you could offer to watch the pet or help take the pet for a walk. Let's say it's a dog and you just try to find ways that you can help lift stress off of this individual's shoulders because going through a divorce is not easy. It's not something that you do every day. And it's not something that is cheap. It's very expensive. So even the monetary 
part of it is going to cause stress onto that person. So again, just be really careful, be cautious. I'm not saying don't do it, but remember that this person is in a very vulnerable position and just try to put yourself in their shoes. You know, what would you be feeling like if let's say this person, you know, as you had mentioned, is 30 years older than you, how long have they been married to this individual, right? Have they been divorced before? Was this a really long relationship? Was this their only relationship? Is this the only person they've had kids with? That That's going to be really hard on them, whether they want to act like it is or not. That is going to be a major life adjustment. And of course, you know, big transitions and big adjustments bring lots of stress, lots of anxiety. So again, just please do me the biggest favor and just be careful. It's not that you can't do it. It might sound like some fun to you because you have nothing to lose, right? But this person might have more to lose. So I say go for it, but please be cautious on the other person's behalf. I hope this helps. You know, I hope you, you are doing this, you know, in a, in a beneficial way. I, I know that you're probably just trying to have fun um, and who isn't, but it is always good to keep other people's emotions in mind when, when doing things like this. So great question. Very interesting. Definitely had to give that answer some thought. I hope that that helps. All right, and on to this second question. So this one, I I definitely had to do my research on. I mean, I'll be honest, like I said at the beginning of this episode, life is all about growing and learning and discovering new things. Um, so I'll just go ahead and get into the question. I will preface, however, I am not a big political person. So... <laughs> This has taken a lot out of me to answer this, but I said, give me all types of questions and I will do my best to answer them. And I meant it when I said it. So I'm a woman of my word. Here goes nothing. (laughs) So this person asks, how do I get my senile grandma back from the QAnon deep state political conspiracy variant? That was a mouthful just to read, right? (laughs) So, okay. I prior to this question, have heard of QAnon. Obviously, it's been all over social media. It's been in the news. It's been just, you could see it, right? But I also am not a huge political person, so I haven't really given it too much thought, especially because it's just one of those, it's a conspiracy theory, right? I mean, how much thought am I supposed to give it? So, yeah. I was chatting with a girlfriend of mine about this question, obviously it remained anonymous. I didn't reveal any identities, but I was just kind of trying to get some answers because this question really puzzled me. I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. How how do you do such a thing? So my girlfriend said, <laughs> shout out to Mon, that your grandma is probably too far gone. You probably can't bring her back, man. I mean, <laughs> What are you to do? I mean, you prefaced the question saying that she was senile. Can you talk much sense into a senile person? You could try. You could give it your best. But I feel like when someone gets to a certain age, it's like, it's just better to bite your tongue. I I feel this way with my grandma sometimes. You know, she'll say things that I don't necessarily agree with, but 
that was the way that she was raised. That was her generation. Those are her beliefs that she has had since probably before she was my age. And now she is 90. She just turned 90. Happy birthday, grandma. Um, You know, I mean, she's lived that way of her life for so long. How do you bring her back? How do you change that? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You could try. Good luck. Let me know how it goes for you. But I don't know. She might be too far gone. You, you're always welcome to obviously give her your own thoughts as to why you believe that this conspiracy theory is a negative thing or why she shouldn't be so gung-ho about it or whatever the case is. But again, at the end of the day, she is probably going to go to her grave believing what she believes no matter what you say. So with that being said, um, if you guys were as unfamiliar with the QAnon theory as I was, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of background information to kind of help you better understand this question. So I did get a good chunk of this information from the ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League. Um, They have a really cool website that goes into quite a bit of detail from this. Like I'm talking pages of what this conspiracy theory is and why it is probably not the best thing to believe in. So if you believe in it, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be offensive, right? Everyone is entitled to their opinions. Everyone's allowed to believe what they want to believe. So if you believe in it and you don't want to hear this next little chunk, then I would recommend you fast forward to the next question. If you want to hear what I have to say, go ahead and keep listening. So on the ADL website, they mentioned that this person who goes by the name of Q, which is to be to believed, um, it was one person originally, and then it kind of turned into like a group of people. But they state that this quote unquote Q is a whistleblower letting people in on the deep state, which where Donald Trump, our former president, our last former president, is the only one who can save people from the day of violence, you know, and reckoning that is considered to be called the storm or the great awakening. And all of its collaborators, meaning those that are, I guess, against this QAnon, the people that are against it, or collaborators um, that work, you know, a little bit more closely into doing doing the things that the QAnon does not believe in, which I'll get into a little bit more um, here shortly. But they say that all of its collaborators will be promptly arrested and sent to Guantanamo Bay during this storm or this great awakening. And I've seen, you know, over the years that Trump, you know, I feel like he likes to just get, get people going, right? And he, he has made many posts just these ambiguous posts where he's like, it's coming. The end is near. Just this real, like, (laughs) salacious, scary, like, what are you saying and why? (laughs) What are we missing out on? What do we need to know? Apparently, those that are involved in the QAnon are all aware. And those who are not, you know, we're just going to have to sacrifice um, on this, this great awakening day. So, I read that Donald Trump was chosen 
by the what they consider to be white hats. This is a QAnon who considers these white hats to be the good people in the military to run for president in 2016. So it was military and the good people that chose him to run and that is why he became president. The QAnon also believes in a lot of anti-Semitism and if you are not familiar with that it's just kind of like the you know, hatred towards Jewish people and their beliefs. So the QAnon believes that all Jewish people are involved in the sex trafficking of children um, and that they will kill these kids to drink their blood for life longevity. Uh, as a medical professional, I'm a nurse, right? I'm not a doctor. But as a medical professional, I'm just going to go ahead and make the, the blanket statement of do not drink someone else's blood, please. Just please do not do that. Like, there's so many viruses and bacteria. And like, you don't know, no matter how old this person is, if they're a child and you think that they are just innocent and whatever, you literally have no idea. There are kids that are unfortunately born with like HIV and other bloodborne pathogens. So just because they are a child and you consider them to be holy or untouched or pure, that does not mean that their blood cannot be contaminated because it very well could be. So that, just right off the bat, I felt like I needed to say that. Please do not drink anyone's blood. That is, that that's satanic, honestly. <laughs> Why would anyone do that? That just doesn't make sense. I don't know. Um, anyways, back to the QAnon here. So these people that are involved in it, they believe that the world is controlled by a deep state of these Satan-worshipping pedophiles. What a statement. That is a big statement to make. Um, Q, the leader of this, encourages their audience to put the pieces together themselves, stating to do their own research, therefore allowing the QAnon adherents to fill in any blanks with their own musings and paranoias. That is almost directly quoted from the ADL website. So I wanted to bring that quote up because your original question was asking me, you know, how can I get my senile grandma back from this deep political theory? Um, I think that a lot of people get really involved in it because they do have to fill in these blanks themselves, right? They're not just reading something and agreeing with it. There are these blanks where they're putting pieces of their own gathered information into. And I feel like when you do something like that, when you feel like you are actually filling in these blanks, you're putting something of yourself into the original piece you're going to be more involved in it. You're going to believe it more because not only is it just this original idea, but you're putting pieces of your own information and pieces of your own history into it. So you're going to be a little bit more involved than you would just reading them originally or just hearing these theories. You're going to be like, no, I took part in that. I definitely took part in that. So I don't know. I definitely think that unfortunately your grandma, as, as mom said, is probably too far gone um, you know, these people that are part of QAnon, you know, they were also part of the January 6th Capitol building extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. Um, there was lots of people there that were arrested that did admit to being part of the QAnon as well. And from the ADL website is originally this all started on um, 4chan, which is basically like a chat room, kind of like what Reddit is now. 4chan no longer exists, but it was this person who got on there all the way back in 2017. Um, so this would have been right after Trump was elected for the first time. 
And he got on there and started this whole QAnon political theory here. And I guess he had kind of dropped off the earth for a little bit as well um, during like 2019 and then kind of resurfaced again during 2020 when Trump was not reelected for a second time. And that is where we all kind of got started with this whole let's burst into the Capitol, you know, QAnon members believe that Trump is the only one that can save them. They believe that the elections were rigged and that without him, we, we, (laughs) we, I'm not part of this. (laughs) They, (laughs) they believe that unfortunately everyone else that is not part of this group is going to have to sacrifice during this storm or this great awakening. So I don't know. I just find it I find all of this really, really interesting. Conspiracy theories have always been interesting to me because there is no real validity to them, right? This isn't like a facts check. This is just something that someone brought up all the way back in 2017, five years ago. Here we are five years later, and this is somehow still relevant. Um, Q, now I've read where they believe that The reason Trump didn't get reelected was because he is actually working behind the scenes with the military to prepare for this storm day or this great awakening. I have no idea. I I don't know about all that. But one thing that kind of leads into my next and final question of this episode is, and this is from the ADL website as well, um, there is a far-fetched conspiracy theory that collides with this. Um, that states that John F. Kennedy is still alive and will become Trump's new vice president. I find that really interesting because if he were alive, he would be over a hundred years old. Um, I, I no, just no. <laughs> I don't know. Again, these are all conspiracy theories um, that I'm reading here. Where this is all from the original conspiracy theory all from the ADL website is where I have gotten the majority of this information. So to answer your original question, like I started in the beginning, unfortunately, I feel like your grandma is probably too far gone. She probably just believes in this so heavily. Um, As I said, she probably filled in some of those blanks by herself. She probably feels involved. You could try to talk some sense into her. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Please come back to me and let me know how that worked out for you. But as I do with my grandma, just smile and nod, just smile and nod. That's all you can do. I mean, if, if her beliefs are really not hurting anyone, because I don't know how old she is and how capable she is of, of doing harm to others, uh, just, just let her believe it. You know, I know that uh, holidays with her probably won't be the easiest. And I wish that there was just this unspoken rule that politics should not be brought up during holidays. I wish that that was a thing. Like, I wish that once everyone arrived, it was like, you just throw all of your political thoughts out the window. We can talk about literally anything else, anything else. But people just get so heated when it turns to politics. And that's why I was really hesitant to answer this question. But I tried my best. I used my resources um, and I gave it my best shot. So hopefully this helps you with your (laughs) grandma Um, just remember, smile and nod. All right. So before I get into this last question here, um, I just want to reiterate a part that I, I believe I might have misspoken a little bit. Um, 
So in terms of the theory that it's actually John F. Kennedy Jr., not JFK himself, but Jr., so his son. Um, and that was the belief that QAnon thinks that John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive and will become Trump's new vice president. So same thing kind of applies, though. He's not, he wouldn't be 100 years old, but he did die back in 1999. So, I mean, that was over 20 years ago. I don't think that's possible. But yeah, you know, these conspiracy theorists, they believe that he is hiding out somewhere and he he is just going to come back and show his face when he feels like the time is right, when he feels like it's time to take that that VP spot, you know? So, I mean, it has to make sense, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, this kind of leads into the third question that I received. I thought it would pair well with this episode. Just get all these politics out of the way answer them, get it done, and just just move on to the move on to the next question. So these are interesting. Of course, like I said, politics is not it's not my strong suit and it's not my favorite thing to talk about, but I do really enjoy receiving these questions and I do really enjoy researching them and trying to figure out my best answer because odds are if you have that question, someone else probably does too. So we're all gonna figure it out together, right? All right, so third question says, JFK, dot, 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 ellipses, assassination or government cover-up? Great, great, great question. So I, over the years, have kind of heard these conspiracy theories. You know, we're just going down the conspiracy theory theme here on these last two questions. I have heard over the years that it was a government cover-up. I don't know why such a thing would be a government cover-up. Um or what would be the details behind that or the motive behind that. But just to kind of get into it. So JFK, he was killed. He was the 30, 35th, sorry, 35th president of the United States. And he was killed. Um, he was assassinated, I should say, back in 1963. So he was running on his third year of the presidency. I guess he was getting ready to kind of go out and campaign and planning on running, you know, another consecutive term, trying to get the word out there and all that jazz. So unfortunately, he was assassinated, they say by Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, I don't really know what the motives were behind Lee Harvey here or Oswald. I guess we could just refer to him as that, his last name, make it a little bit shorter. Don't really know what his motives were here. I Maybe I should do a little bit more research to that myself. But yeah, it is really unfortunate that JFK was assassinated. I think that maybe we at least have learned more in terms of like security and how to protect the president. Um, I guess, you know, we just unfortunately had to learn the hard way. However, Oswald did shoot, I believe, from many, many stories above. So it, it's really hard to predict that thing and, and, and to see that happening. It wasn't someone, you know, directly approaching the president with a firearm. They were very far away and they made this shot by long distance, long range. So, yeah, it, it's just insane that all of that did happen all the way back in 1963 many, many years before I was born. Obviously, I learned about this in school and I did a little bit of a refresher when I received this question. 
just because it had been so long since I had read anything about it. But I do believe that there are many videos that can be searched and there honestly might even be like I don't know if anyone has ever done a documentary on this I guess that's a really good question um but what I the point that I was getting at with this is with Oswald being dead because he he was killed as well um just a couple days after he had done the assassination to JFK Oswald himself was killed So we can't really ask any questions. And I guess that's probably one of the most unfortunate pieces about it is we can't ask questions. We can't be like, hey, why did you do this? What was your idea? You know, what were you behind the government? Did the government put you up to this? So in terms of asking, you know, was this a government cover up? I I don't really know how to answer that. I guess it would more so be a question as to what were they trying to cover up? And why would they send one specific person after the president? I mean, I suppose anything's possible, right? But just from a general standpoint, it seems like this is something that Oswald did all on his own. He he was not put up to this. Or at least, I don't want to say he wasn't put up to this at all. Maybe there were other people involved in this as well. People rooting him on, people telling him and coercing him to go ahead and do it. But I don't know if those coercions were directly from the government. I find that hard to believe because, I mean, think about how many other presidents we've had since then and how many times something like this could happen again and how, how much the security has been raised and all of the protective services have, been, have definitely been implemented so that something like this doesn't happen again. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, that's a hard question. It's a puzzling question. It gets my mind going in terms of like, what were they trying to cover up, right? I mean, who knows? It could be anything. But unfortunately, since Oswald has passed, we are not able to ask more questions as to what his motives were. Sure would be, would be keen to know, though, because it, it takes a lot to unalive a person. And, you know, it... It looked like from my reading that Oswald had been a former um, military veteran, so I don't know if maybe he was just going through some PTSD and maybe he wasn't thinking right. I, I really don't know. Maybe people that he was friends with, like I said, put him up to this and he was just kind of the guy that did it. Or, you know, someone could have ordered him to do it, right? I mean, maybe this wasn't even his idea to begin with. Really, honestly, I need to do a little bit more research. And I'm hoping that maybe there's some type of documentary out here that I could watch that's in relevance to this because it would definitely be interesting. But in terms of it being just an assassination or a cover-up, I'm going to have to lean more on the side of it being an assassination alone only because I can't really think of anything that, that would need to be covered up. But I guess that's why it's still covered up, right? Never got leaked because it still remains covered. So interesting. All right, guys. So that sums it up for this episode, episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and thanks for bearing with me through the political stuff. Because like I said, it's it's not really my favorite thing, but it's definitely something that we all need to try our best to be involved in as much as we can and aware of. And, you know, I go out and do what I'm supposed to do, like my voting and 
trying my best to pay attention to what's going on, but we can always learn more, right? It's always best to learn more, do more and try our best. So that's what I did. And I appreciate those that sent in the questions that are featured in this episode. Again, if you would like to send in a question or even just a theme or a topic, I would greatly appreciate it. You can DM me on Instagram at as per request podcast or send it via email if that's easier for you at as per request podcast at gmail.com. Voice memos would be great. I would love to feature your voice in here. Um, it will remain anonymous. Most likely people aren't going to notice who you are. They would have to listen very, very hard, very intently. Um, and then they would have to ask me for confirmation, which I would not give them. So <laughs> with that being said, please send in some voice memos. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, I'm really looking forward to some of the questions. Um, they are going to be a little bit all over the place. So some of them are going to be a little funny, um, really good for the season, you know, that we're heading into in regards to like holidays coming up. And we've got some religion based questions about, you know, God, is he a myth or a legend? What are my beliefs? And one of the questions that I think is one of the biggest ones that I'm really looking forward to answering is what is the meaning of life? That's a good one. It can be interpreted in so many ways. And it makes me want to make another podcast right now just so I can answer it. Because I could talk, I could, I could spend an entire podcast just on that one singular question, what is the meaning of life? Um, so I'm really looking forward to answering that one. And I'm really looking forward to receiving some more questions as well, guys. So please do send them in. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Keep in mind that I'm proud of you. I love you. I believe in you. You're doing great. If you need anything, I'm always there. I'm a listening ear. If you've got time, I've got time or I'll make time. So that's what I'm here for. I'm here to support you guys and try my best to answer these questions. So have a great day and a great week. We're getting ready to head into the weekend this Thursday now. So thankfully tomorrow is Friday. If you work a Monday through Friday job, I'm sure you're as happy as I am. Many years I've worked weekends and nights though. So I feel both sides. If you're getting ready to work this weekend, maybe you're a weekend worker. I hope your shifts go great. I hope that you are staying safe and staying warm. If you're here in Ohio, like me, it is 30 degrees and it's freezing and I think we're expecting some snow. I'm honestly not quite sure. But again, that just reiterates my point of please be safe. If you are out there driving, watch out for black ice. That's a sneaky one. Um, just please be safe and be careful and remember to be nice. Kindness is free. Another fun fact is one in four people deal with mental illness. That could be anything from anxiety, depression, um, and you name it. So just think about that. One in four people out of all of your friends, out of all of your family members, one out of only four of them is struggling and looking for looking for a reason to live sometimes. So I know that might sound a little bit morbid, but with that being said, just try your best to be a kind person, shed a smile, share a laugh. It's easy. The more you do it, the better you'll feel. And remember to tune in next time for another fun and interesting podcast. Again, guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.